So this morning, we're going to talk about to testify. So we turn in the first chapter of Mark's gospel, hearing these questions put to John the Baptist. Now, this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, why then, why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one who you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan where John was baptizing. To testify is to tell how our story is part of God's story to tell how our story is part of God's story. Story is a powerful thing. Why do we open a book but for the story? Why do we go to the movies but for the suspense or the story? Why do we stream a series but for the story? Why do we turn the TV on at the same time every week for the story? Be that it in the evening or the daytime, our story. Story is a powerful thing. Think about your story. You probably know your story in terms of your family. Last night at our house, we had spinach quiche. But in our house, it's called fancy eggies. Because the first time Cheryl put that down in front of our girls when they were little, with all that green, they said, what is that? And spinach didn't seem the right word to say, so she said, that's fancy eggies. Oh, okay. And they tried it, and they, they liked it. That's part of our story. Sometimes we do know our story in terms of our family. We tell the story of our grandparents or, or our, our brothers or sisters of our kids. We know our story in terms of our family. Sometimes we know our story in terms of work. You know, who taught us the job that we do? Who are we mentoring or, or training up? Maybe, maybe our work is a family business and we know our story in the family business. But we tend not to think about our story in terms of God. Who are we? How is our story part of God's story? 
Think about it. You open the Bible, that's God's story. But picture inside there a pamphlet. That's our church's story. We have been here for 227 years in this community. Abraham Powers was on his way to Kentucky, immigrating, traveling to the frontier, but he stopped here and thought, boy, this, this is pretty nice. And he stayed. I was trying to think of a joke that he saw the sign that says, last exit before toll. But, <laughs> but we know the truth. He didn't want to go into Ohio. <laughs> I already warned the Rimbies I was going to make fun of Ohio today. But Abraham Powers stopped here and stayed here. And he said, on Sundays, we need to worship our God. And other farmers or ranchers or pioneers around thought the same thing. So they gathered together in the Powers Meeting House. And some of them had worshipped in Methodist churches out east. So they worshipped in a Methodist way, like we do. Singing hymns, lifting prayers, reading scripture. That's part of our story. That's part of how we fit with God's story. How much of your story is connected to this church, to these people around you? We open the Bible, and that's God's story, and that pamphlet is our church's story. But in there, in there is our story, your story, and my story. The chief priest and Levites went out into the wilderness, Bethany, and asked John, who are you? He said, I am not the Messiah. We need to ask ourselves, who am I? I know what you're thinking. If you're asking, who am I? You're probably having a pretty bad day, right? A little bit of an existential crisis. But we don't ask that. We just do things one after the other, the way life throws them at us. We rarely ask, who are we? Who am I? And we tend not to think about, who am I to God? How does my story connect with God's story? I am Alan who knelt as an eighth grader and gave his life to Christ, having no idea what that entailed. I am Alan, who after high school lived my life the way I wanted to live it. But God protected me and watched over me because God had a plan for me that I was unaware of. I am Alan, who came back to God and knelt again and said, I will go into the ministry, God, if you get me through seminary. I am God, I am Alan, who answered the call and led me to meet Cheryl, changed my life. Have Carly and Maggie, our girls. I am Alan, who has answered the call to go from church to church when God has called and tried to be as faithful and as obedient as I could be. I'm a little bit stubborn, stubborn and stiff-necked, so sometimes it's a challenge. That's my story. What's your story? Who are you to God? How does your story fit 
with God's story. Maybe you've never thought about that. We should. Take some time to think about who am I? What difference has Jesus made in my life? Where has God seen me through the rough times of life? You know, beside our front door, we have that, uh, the footsteps, you know, that saying, it's, it's in cross-stitch in our house. But, you know, it says, you know, there, there was two, foot, two sets of footsteps, but when life got tough, there was only one set. Where were you, God? And God said, that's when I carried you. What have been the times in your life where God has, has carried you, where Jesus has seen you through? What are the joys and wonders that God has brought into your life. That's our story. That's, that's who we are. Take some time to, to think about that, to, to write it down. If you're old, put it on an index card. If you're young, put it in a note in your iPhone, whatever, to write your story, to see who you are connected to God. What difference has Jesus made in your life? What was your life like before you knew Jesus? What's it like now? What are the blessings that have been poured into your life because you have listened to Jesus and prayed to Jesus and followed Jesus? What is your story? To testify is to tell how our story is part of God's story. And really, it's a good exercise to write down that story simply if you then put it in your Bible, put it on the refrigerator, put it on the dresser, so that the next time you go through a rough patch, you can read that and see, this is who I am. This is what God has seen me through, and he will see me through again. But to testify is more than that, more than just finding your story for yourself. To testify is to tell, to tell how our story is part of God's story. And you might just do that with your husband or wife some night, turn off the TV and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my story. This is who I am. What do you think? And sometimes they think you're crazy. Sometimes they think you're okay. It doesn't matter because it's your story. It's you and God. To testify is to tell how our story is part of God's story. Maybe we can tell our children, our grandchildren, to talk about Jesus, the difference Jesus has made in our life. Sometimes we're hesitant. Sometimes we're afraid. It's not natural. But, but if we write it down and, and get it clear to us, then we can tell others. And the more we do it, the easier it gets. And start with the ones you love. And, and maybe then you could try it with somebody that doesn't know Jesus. That's a, that's a step, isn't it? But I believe that's what the world needs today. That the world doesn't need, you know, biblical scholars because the world thinks it already knows the Bible. And the world doesn't need systematic theologians that can put it all together systematically, intelligently, sin and salvation. If you ever been down that road and you start to argue with that with, that with somebody, you think, I know a lot. And then you find out, I don't know anything. They know more than I do and they don't believe any of it. No, what the world needs is people that know Jesus and can share their story of the difference Jesus has made in their life. That's what the world's looking for, a way to live life that's better than just day after day after day. 
to know that there are people around them at work, at school, in the, in the shopping centers that, that know Jesus and Jesus has made their life better, that live a certain way because they believe this is the way that we're called to live. And the beauty of it is if it's your story, nobody can say it's wrong. Nobody can refute it because it's your story. To testify is to tell how our story is part of God's story. So today, this morning, we come to this table where our story is physically part of God's story. That sure, this is a table of remembrance, where we remember Jesus sitting with his disciples. We can picture it in our mind's eye. But it's more than that. This isn't a history book that we open and read. Oh, that was nice. What happened a long time ago? No, because we are here. We are present. This table is real. We participate in this. Our story is part of God's story right here. This isn't just something that happened a long time ago. It's something that's happening today. We will get to hold the bread and the cup. We will get to taste the sweetness and the goodness of God right here, right now in our life. This is where our story is part of God's story.